talk show that's all about the South. Welcome in to y'all. Our week begins on this Monday edition. Hello there, John Raw. Hope your weekend was great. And man, we've got some dipping temperatures across the southeast. Some portions of the south even saw a little earthquake earlier this morning. Nothing major, but still, what a dramatic way to start the week here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Coming up this show, we're going to have plenty of good sports talk. We'll rewind the weekend in college football. <laughs> Ohio State lost. Oh my gosh, they lost to Purdue. Purdue! I didn't even know Purdue had a football team. I'm going to pick on them more an hour or two when we have our rewind to sports. But yes, Ohio State, the Yankees from Columbus, they lost this weekend. So all of you Yankees that think that Big Ten football's better than the South and Ohio State's so great. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, because we've got some great Southern teams that are doing quite well in college football. We'll talk about it. We'll have you the latest AP rankings at the start of hour two. We'll look back at the NFL an unbelievable start for a rookie from Texas Tech in the NFL. We'll tell you about that. Plus, we have got Major League Baseball's World Series starting tomorrow, and we'll give you the breakdown of the game going on tomorrow night. All that ahead on the Y'all Show. Well, did you win your billion dollars over the weekend? I didn't. Most of the South has what they call the Mega Millions Lottery, and I went and purchased me several over the weekend thinking that it would be my payday and guess what i did not win but there's still a chance no one else has claimed the prize so tuesday night tomorrow night they'll have the mega millions drawing again and i believe on wednesday is a powerball if i'm not mistaken i i'm still kind of new with the whole lottery thing so forgive me for not knowing all the ins and outs of them i still don't understand the multiplier type thing that i think you can get but uh, Megaplier, I see, I don't even know the terminology. But all I know is my numbers didn't match up. So therefore, I'm a loser to as of now. But don't throw away your lottery ticket. If you've got one, no one else has claimed the prize. It's going to be a record-setting drawing tomorrow night. It's right around $1.6 billion that sets the new record for a lottery prize. And if you take the cash option, it's just short of a million, I'm sorry, just short of a billion dollars cash if you take that option, or you can do the annuity and get closer to the 1.6, but you still have lots of taxes to, lots of taxes to have to pay for. Uncle Sam wants his due diligence there with the mega millions. So perhaps one of us in the South will win that thing, and who knows? I just might get lucky. You just never know. But uh, a lot of states depend on this for various fundraising efforts, whether it's education or highways, or whatever. All right, looking at what's going on across the South, sadly, there were four Floridians killed over the weekend in the nation of Costa Rica in a rafting accident. These tourists were from Florida, and their raft flipped on the Naranjo River Saturday afternoon, and the victims were carried away downstream, according to a Costa Rican organization known as the Judicial Investigation Organism. And the, the folks identified were Ernesto Sierra, Jorge Caso, Sergio Lorenzo, and Andre Dennis. It did not list hometowns for them, but they supposedly were from Florida. The guide from Costa Rica Guild was Kevin Thompson Reed. And just a tragic event there in Costa Rica as these guys, I think they were out celebrating uh, someone's perhaps birthday or an upcoming wedding. And this was tragic. Of course, nothing's like what we just saw the other week up in upstate New York with the, what, 20 people dying in that stretch limo celebrating a 
birthday there, I think. A manhunt is going on right now in Gwinnett County, Georgia, because of a cop that was murdered over the weekend. And authorities are searching for Tafarhi Maynard, and he's suspected of murdering the Georgia police officer Antoine Tony, who worked for Gwinnett County in Georgia. He was 30 years old, and Maynard and his accomplice Isaiah Pretlow are accused of opening fire without warning at Tony. Now, Maynard is what, 18 years old, and the other gentleman, Pretlow, is 19 years old. When the criminals fired at the duo of officers killing Tony, Pretlow is currently in custody and has been charged with aggravated assault while Maynard remains at large and is believed to be armed and dangerous, according to Gwinnett County Police Chief Butch Ayers. So that in Gwinnett County, Georgia. The Ayers said that the suspect is a black male, six foot one, 200 pounds, and they are looking for him in Gwinnett County, just to the northeast of Atlanta. In Florida, deputies there have found a wolf that went missing from a preserve after Hurricane Michael came through the area, and he's now been found safe. As the Seacrest Wolf Preserve in Washington County was looking for help to find 16-year-old Tahani, and the owner of the preserve said that they looked hard when the hurricane barreled through the area, but Tahani ran off in terror when a large oak tree fell on the wolf's enclosure, and luckily Late Friday night, Washington County, Florida, deputies spotted Tahane and called for backup before losing sight of the wolf. But a soon discovery found Tahane, and he's been reunited as they were able to capture this wolf in Florida's Washington County. That's great news. And a storm that continues to be bad news. And we now know the death toll is up to around 35. One of the latest deaths was a firefighter in the Florida Panhandle who was killed while he was trying to help his family clear debris from their yard and a tree fell on this firefighter and it was named uh, fire coordinator Brad Price was from Weewahatchka, Florida 49 years old he was on a tractor when a tree came down and killed him according to the Gulf County Sheriff's Office Panama City Florida so uh, again you're gonna have more injuries and deaths unfortunately in the days and weeks after Hurricane Michael. But the death toll now, 35, I think 24 of those are Floridians. The rest are from other states affected by this massive storm that came through a couple weeks ago. Now, in the Sunshine State, last night they had a big gubernatorial debate between Andrew Gillum, the Democratic nominee, and Ron DeSantis, the Republican representative, former representative, and he's the Republican choice for governor and they had a very big televised debate last night. I think it was on CNN, actually. Well, Trump, the president, got involved with this and decided to send a tweet out saying that Ron DeSantis is working hard, a great congressman and top student at Harvard and Yale. Ron will be a record-setting governor for Florida. Rick Scott gave him tremendous foundations to further build on. His opponent runs one of the worst and most corrupt cities in USA. Okay, Gillum wasn't going to have that. So the Tallahassee mayor responded to the president saying, when you lie about me from the most powerful office in the world and still don't have the courage to ask me, and then copied Trump's original text, or tweet rather. I don't think Trump text, but he definitely tweets. And Gillum standing up um, 
to President Trump there. I, I'm not sure what Florida's, the, the capital city of Florida's rate is for worst and corrupt cities in the USA. I, I, I can't imagine it's got to be the top or anywhere close to the top, but I haven't looked at such lists. Maybe the president is privy to information that I don't have. But, yeah, a little Twitter war going on between the the Democratic choice for governor in Florida, Andrew Gillum, and President Trump. Now, Gillum would be the first black governor of Florida if picked, and frankly, he beat out a very talented field in the Democratic primary, a field that he was the only non-millionaire in the group. So, And he made sure to point that out. Not only was he the only minority, I think, uh, he was certainly the only non-millionaire. And I think a lot of people, if they weren't captivated by his personality and charm and his, I mean, he's been a rising star politically his whole time, then the fact that he was more like most Floridians and not being a millionaire could have been what led him to get that nomination. Now, to the state of Con uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky we go. And on Friday night, Senate Majority Mitch McConnell was back in his hometown of Louisville. And he was there with Secretary Chow, his wife. And they were having dinner at a restaurant in Louisville when a heckler came and interrupted their meal at Havana Rumba. And the man confronted him and essentially, I think, kind of told him to get out of the country. And then... He slammed his fist on the table, grabbed his to-go box, and tossed the food out the door of the restaurant. McConnell, if you see the video, which was put out on TMZ, which is kind of funny because the lady filming it said, I think I'm going to sell this to TMZ. Well, she, she was successful there. McConnell stayed calm throughout the incident and even thanked some of his supporters. Afterwards, the Louisville newspaper reports a spokesman for McConnell said the senator and his wife enjoyed their meals and they appreciate those who spoke up against incivility. But here is the latest incident of someone with the Trump administration or a conservative Republican out in public and having a knucklehead be out there in force. Now, this is this may be the third time I've seen a Trumpian out at a meal where this has happened, and it's been at some kind of Hispanic-type restaurant. Here, it's called Havana, what is it called? Havana Rumba. There we go. But I know at least one incident in Washington, D.C., I think Ted Cruz and his wife went on a date, and they got interfered with at some kind of Mexican restaurant. And, and I love Mexican, too, but maybe maybe at least until after November 6, those who are very visible in the Republican side of things maybe need to stay out of Mexican restaurants. And this was not a Hispanic person that was a smart aleck to McConnell the other day. It's very much a, a, a wasp-looking person, if you know what that means. And uh, or Wask could have been a white Anglo-Saxon Catholic. Who knows? It wasn't a Hispanic person, a, a, at least according to the video. They were just a liberal, and they were wanting to make their case be known. And now they look like fools. And McConnell hopefully got a free meal out of it from the restaurant. Former NFL player Ray Carruth has now been released from prison after he served 18 years for a plot to help kill his pregnant girlfriend. It seems like yesterday this went down back in 1999. Carruth was a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, a much-heralded player coming out of college, and his pregnant girlfriend was killed, and the jury found Carruth guilty of orchestrating the plot to kill Sharika Adams on November 16th of 1999 to avoid paying child support. Now, you might remember that whenever Carruth was 
sought after after she went missing or maybe they found her body i can't remember he was found in tennessee outside of jackson tennessee hiding in the trunk of a car i think it's been a been almost 20 years but yeah he he kind of went on the lamb for a couple of days and there was a nationwide search for this nfl player he wasn't quite a star but he was certainly coming up through the ranks whenever he pulled this plot out just a horrible thing but he served all of these years in prison and now he's a free man and told the charlotte north carolina television station he's just excited about being out of jail i'm just nervous about how i'll be received by the public i still have to work i still have to live i have to exist out there and it just seems like there's so much hate and negativity toward me well you think Caruth is 44 years old now and again out of prison after being released from Sampson Correctional Institution in North Carolina earlier today. Dozens were hurt in Clemson over the weekend at a college party there on the campus or just off the campus of Clemson. and They were having a fraternity party in, in Clemson, South Carolina when the clubhouse that was rented out for this large party gave way and about 30 people had to go to the hospital when the floor collapsed and caved in during this private party. The police chief of Clemson said no one was trapped and none of the injuries appeared to be life-threatening. But if you see, the, there's video of it in the process of falling apart, and it is an amazing thing that no one, it appears, was seriously hurt there at the party in Clemson, South Carolina. And they had a lot to party about. Clemson had a big win at Death Valley over the weekend over NC State. They remain one of the best teams in the country. We'll tell you their latest AP ranking at the start of hour two. But yeah, this happened at the Woodlands Apartments, three miles from Clemson, and this party came to a quick halt. But luckily, as we said, at this fraternity party, looks like everybody's going to be okay for the long term at least, and that's great news. Good news to hear for these young youngsters won't have any lifelong injuries, it appears. Mississippi's about to do something really cool in DeSoto County, Mississippi. That's the northernmost county next to Memphis. They're about to open up the $600 million project known as I-269 on Friday. And this will give travelers in Tennessee, for example, you can go on I-40, dip down toward Germantown and Collierville, stay on 269 all the way into Mississippi until it reaches I-55 south of Memphis. And it's essentially a way to bypass Memphis if you want to go south toward New Orleans or Jackson, Mississippi. And it's a nine-mile stretch was the last segment that had not been opened, and that's going to open up on Friday afternoon and then allows drivers to move between Interstates 55, Interstate 22, and Interstate 40 without having to go through Memphis, Tennessee. And it is Mississippi's largest current highway construction project with that $600 million price tag. And I've been on the portion that, that is open to date, and it's going to make a big difference avoiding the Memphis mayhem of traffic. If you're a trucker or you have a car, Interstate 269 will be open. Now, I'm glad to see this is actually happening because not long ago, I had to go from the west side, or rather east side of, of Memphis to down toward Jackson, Mississippi. And I pulled up my smartphone, and on Apple's maps, they have very good maps, right? Well, according to my Apple map, it looked like 269 was completely 
open all the way to Interstate 55. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks, if you didn't know any better, it looks like, wow, this is open, and I can just travel right on this way. But in reality, it was not open. You had to get off, and I had to go through some scenic but rustic country roads of Tate and DeSoto County, Mississippi, places I probably would never have gone through. But ultimately, I found my way to Interstate 55 South, and and, and all was well. But yeah, my point is, just because it says so on Apple Maps, at least, it may not be totally accurate. But boy, they are pretty accurate when it comes to the traffic alerts and showing you where there's congestion or accidents and such. It, it's, I don't know how they do it, but it's pretty amazing. If you have a smartphone and if you don't want to get stuck in traffic, I strongly encourage you to check out the at least Apple's maps. I'm sure other smartphone choices have similar sites that are very good with what's going on with the ways and means of traveling around. Speaking of Tennessee, I better be careful if I want to avoid a shortcut on the road and maybe try to go down a stream sometime because Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency officials have confirmed there have been multiple alligator sightings in the volunteer state. According to TWRA, alligators are naturally expanding into Tennessee from states like Mississippi and Arkansas. Wildlife officials in the capital of Nashville say they have not purposely stocked alligators anywhere in the state. They've just, as we said, kind of found their way, working themselves northward, I guess uh, avoiding the heat, you could say. Alligators are protected species. Catching or shooting one is against the law in Tennessee or any other state, I think, unless you have a season for them. If you come across one while exploring Tennessee, leave the alligators alone. Okay, but an alligator in Tennessee, it's not. Go Gators! <laughs> That's not what Tennessee folks want to hear, probably. But yeah, you've got alligators in Tennessee. Be careful out there. Be around the Hatchie or perhaps other places. Wolf River, I know there's been Shelby Farms in Memphis has at least one huge alligator from what I remember hearing about not long ago. What's in your wallet? Well, ah, not not a whole lot. But Jennifer Garner is kind of the spokeswoman for Capital One. I don't think it was Capital One that brought her to the Capitol last week, the capital of Arkansas. But yes, the actress was in Little Rock visiting the state capitol last week. She also stopped by Augusta, Arkansas, in northeast Arkansas, where she visited a child care and family health center, bringing a little fun. She went there uh, as an ambassador for Save the Children's Head Start program. And she posted a video on social media where she was surrounded by a gaggle of children whom she sternly and jokingly tells not to follow her. She storms off, trailed by toddlers, and when she turns around and surprises them, the children scream and laugh. According to the Save the Children's website, Head Start programs provide early childhood education, health, and well-being services to low-income families and children. Jennifer Garner, who I think is from West Virginia. I think I'm right on that. She grew up part of her life in West Virginia. It's good to see her in the natural state, helping kids get a head start. Country music legend Loretta Lynn is out of the hospital after suffering a stomach flu, and now she's home resting. The coal miner's daughter is now 86 years old, and she's been struggling with her health recently. Earlier this year, she broke a hip. She also suffered a stroke in May of 2017. So we wish all the best for Loretta Lynn, the coal miner's daughter, resting at home after having stomach flu. That's that's pretty bad when you get that. 
I've been having something not too far removed from stomach flu the last couple of days, and that's driving me nuts. Hey, finally, in our looking around of what's going around the South, a YouTuber ordered two waters in Greenville, North Carolina the other day and then left a $10,000 tip at this hot dog eatery. A $10,000 tip left by a YouTuber, a star from YouTube, and that is an amazing thing. The server was East Carolina University student Elena Custer. She says there were two men at another table watching her reaction and filming. When she asked them if they knew what was happening, they told her to subscribe to Mr. Beast channel. And Mr. Beast is a YouTuber with nearly 9 million subscribers. And I guess they filmed this as part of some kind of stunt that will be on Mr. Beast, not Mr. Bean, Mr. Beast channel there at the Hot Dog Eatery in Greenville, North Carolina. All right, and this happened at Sup Dogs, S-U-P space D-O-G-S, Sup Dogs, Greenville, North Carolina. Hey, it pays to be a waiter, waitress. You know, sometimes you get a $10,000 tip all in exchange for two glasses of water. Pretty neat transaction there in North Carolina, home of the Pirates, Greenville, North Carolina. We're going to go to a timeout. When we come back on y'all, we're going to quickly rewind to last Monday's show for hashtag hullabaloo as well as our small business spotlight. We'll have that. But when we start back hour two, we'll be all fresh and new with the look around college football. And Jerry Short will be dropping by with tales from Takapola. That's all coming up on the Y'all Show with your host, John Raw. We see it every day. They cut you off and they tick you off. It's called road rage, but they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
We're back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl. Our number is 803-816-1170. I encourage you to reach out to us. And we want to hear your opinion on the show that's all about the South. And we are in hashtag hullabaloo right now. You hear the music, you know it's the good time of the show where we go into social media and get the pulse of the region. And excited to offer the latest installment of hashtag hullabaloo. In just a few minutes, we're going to have the Y'all Street Business Report with some really good stuff coming from Montgomery, Alabama. We'll tell you about that in just a few. Of course, hour two is ahead also. A lot of gifs that I found surfing here today on the Y'all Show, getting ready for the show. And these seem to be rather humorous. So there you have it. There's your warning. We're going to have plenty of gifs in today's hashtag hullabaloo. Remember last week when Taylor Swift got in the news, she decided to weigh in on the Senate campaign in the state of Tennessee between Democrat Phil Bredesen and Republican Marsha Blackburn. Now, Taylor Swift, who generally doesn't say much anything about her anything but her music, she decided to get very vocal on Instagram and say that she was not going to support Marsha Blackburn, the female, and she was going to be supporting Bredesen. Well, people didn't like that. Marsha Blackburn didn't like it. I don't think President Trump liked it. In fact, he said he liked her music a little, about 25% less as a result of her deciding to, to weigh in on that Senate race, which has been back and back, back and forth, rather, and experts now say that Blackburn has a little bit more comfortable spot, pushing near 10-point advantage in the polls. But until November 6 arrives... <laughs> Anybody in any race anywhere needs to not be thinking they got it made. So, But anyway, I found this gif in the spirit of Taylor Swift and her decision to back Democratic candidates. And it was a picture of a KFC sign. And so it's got the picture of the colonel and the word KFC. But in, in the little message board where they have you know chicken, $3 for a bucket or whatever they promote on a KFC sign. This is obviously something someone went in and doctored in Photoshop. But on the, on, the, on the KFC marquee there, they've got Taylor Swift special, two bony thighs, two small breasts, and a left wing. I thought that was kind of funny. I, I know that's a little bit uh, a little bit uh, G, PG-13 related, but I do love the whole left wing. That was, that was creative. The Taylor Swift special at KFC. Now, in the spirit of Donald Trump, We've got one we found. This looks like a real shirt. This isn't a Photoshop special. So let me zoom in here quickly at this lady's shirt she's wearing. And her shirt, she's wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And the shirt says, Trump peached. Trump peached. Okay? So what in the world does Trump peached mean? And it has a definition on her shirt. If Trump is impeached, Pence becomes president. Pence pardons Trump and appoints him vice president. Pence resigns. Trump becomes president and appoints Pence as his vice president. Liberal heads explode. (laughs) Uh, I guess that could happen. You could have what's called Trump-peached. And again, let's go back through the, the, the order of battle here. Trump is impeached by the Democratic Congress, which will take over if that happens next year. They impeach him. Pence becomes president then. Pence then decides to pardon Trump and then appoints him vice president. And then Pence resigns and Trump becomes president. 
and then appoints Pence as his vice president. So it's like a circle. And liberal heads will then explode. I bet you they would. I wonder if there's a rule deep in the Constitution on impeachment that if you are impeached, there's no way you could ever become president again. I don't know. I haven't read every word of the Constitution. But I guess perhaps it is feasible. Because it's not a criminal case. This is all political. Impeachment is totally political. Not you're not gonna you don't go to jail if you get impeached. You just lose your job, but maybe not permanently. I don't know. That's a good civics lesson I need to figure out. Okay, we're gonna move on to a non-GIF here on the hashtag Hullabaloo, and this comes from CC Payne. CC Payne. On Twitter is at author C.C. Payne, forgiven follower of Christ, grateful wife, mama, author and speaker, lover of pajamas, rainy Sunday afternoon naps, kids and dogs. C.C., yeah, you, you, you got it all down in the appropriate manner. And C.C. wrote, speaking of those rainy nights or rainy afternoons, well, it's Saturday night, so naturally I'm living it up. I'm loving this beautiful southern tale. I often read samples and wait to see which characters I can't shake. Little KYA is one of those. Kaya, KYA, I don't know what she means. Highly recommend at Penguin Books. And she's got the book Where the Crawdad Sings, a novel from Delia Owens, her debut novel from Delia Owens. And I've mentioned this book before. It's one of the best sellers on Amazon's list. And that seems like a good book to pull out when you've got those rainy afternoons or evenings where the crawdads sing a novel. Now, I went and read what the New York Times book review said about Delia Owens's debut novel, and they wrote, a painfully beautiful first novel that is at once a murder mystery, a coming-of-age narrative, and a celebration of nature. Owens here surveys the desolate marshlands of the North Carolina coast through the eyes of an abandoned child. And in her isolation, that child makes us open us make, makes us open our own eyes to the secret wonders and dangers of her private world. Well, cue the dramatic music for us, please. Yeah, the the book again, where the crawdads sing, and it's something that author C. C. Payne has in the list of books that they're sifting through right now. Now back to GIF world we go, and this was a couple of funny ones that I saw back to back on Facebook that I just thought "Ah, I need to share that with our audience they need to 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 see if they laughed as hard as I did when I saw these two okay you ready and now I got you all set up on the edge of your seat what in the world are these gifs that are so dang funny well the first one says and and if you've been on Facebook you have probably noticed in the last two weeks really these messages you keep getting from people like hey don't accept my friend friend request it's it's spam I guess it's. I guess that really is going on. I don't know. I don't claim to know the ins and outs of Facebook. But this GIF kind of sums it all up here. It says, don't worry. I'm not going to accept a second friend request from you. I already regret accepting the first one. <laughs> well, just tell me like it is. All right, I got to read that one again. Don't worry. I'm not going to accept a second friend request from you. I already regret accepting the first one. Yeah. Well, I don't know if people feel that way about me on Facebook, and they shouldn't, because I'm not really that active. Don't intend to be. However, 
As I've said here more than once, there are people, and you know who they are in your Facebook friends list, they are too active. And you do regret maybe becoming friends with these people. Now, luckily, you know, in Facebook, in case this you don't know this, you need to know this, there's a way to silence Facebook posters without defriending them. You just click a button over there, do the right click or something like that, and you can just, like, stay friends, but you don't see their diatribe on Facebook every time you log on it. You don't need to hear about all their problems in their life, which aren't even problems. Remember, we just had a bunch of Southerners lose their life in the last month over hurricanes, Florence and Michael. We have other people that have real issues, and I've got one friend I know that is always vocal about their pet, for example, or what they ate, or their job, or their... There's somebody I literally pulled this trick on last week. I am tired of hearing about their kid, okay? And it's always stupid stuff about their kid. So I did the whole silence thing on them. We're still friends, and it's someone who is pushing that limit of talking on Facebook just too dang much, and I don't want to hear it anymore. So I I pulled the old muting them. I encourage you to do it too. Now, here's another one on GIF that I need to tell you before we go to break here that's in the spirit of all of this silencing and people that need to be silenced on Facebook. This GIF says, do not accept a friend request from Hormel Foods. Oh, my goodness. Hormel Foods? Sending out friend requests on Facebook? Yeah, this message says, do not accept a friend request from Hormel Foods. And the reason? It could be spam. <laughs> of course, they make spam Hormel Foods. That, that's, that's funny. That's funny right there. That took some creativity. I want to go give a big smooch to whoever put that out there as a GIF. I like spam. It's a good food. I mean, I don't have it a lot, but it's something that uh, once every couple of months, it's a good alternative to sausage and bacon and everything else, especially if you have it kind of a deep fried type thing or put it in the skillet. Spam. But don't accept that friend request from Hormel Foods. Okay, when we come back, we've got a local business we're going to give a nice big salute. And we got pink in mind when we salute them. So we'll tell you all about it. It comes from Montgomery, Alabama. And that is coming up next here on the Y'all Show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. GEICO presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Belinda Collins, live on the scene of a recent lightning storm. Here to describe the event, a TV tray. I was watching football and holding a plate of meatloaf when kabam! A bolt of lightning slams into the apartment, blowing out the TV and surround sound. Anything you could have done to help? Ma'am, I'm a foldable table, not an electrician. Your TV tray can't help you in a lightning storm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Go to GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. 
Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com adopt us kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Take me back home to Mississippi. Please take me back home to Mississippi. One, a two, a three, uh, uh, yeah. a afro. Before South Central, Palmdale Flossin, a state in a place called Palmer's Crossing, Hattiesburg. Mississippi, smoking marijuana like a Woodstock hippie. All my homies in La Roque, Meg Barrow. Buy my rap tape tomorrow. Tell DJ Pumpkin, keep it crunk and Clyde. Request my tape when you go inside so I can take Jane and Carrote to Waynesboro. And we're back on the Y'all Show and an appropriate song there celebrating Mississippi and only a way that Afro Man could do it. That was a big song about 15 years ago for that Mississippi rap artist. And I'm uh, going to lower that song real quick before it gets uh, a little bit out of hand. But uh, I do love the creativity from Afro Man and his song, Mississippi. And he also had another one that was big, Before I Got High or something like that. I'm not a rap connoisseur, but he he had a song out that talked about Mississippi. And we're going to talk about the Magnolia State right now on our Y'all Street Business Report. How about Mississippi, a couple of big business news stories coming from the state of Mississippi. The nation's largest producer of fresh eggs is going to be buying a Texas egg producer. Cal Main Foods, based in the state capital of Jackson, announced last week that it would buy Featherland Egg Farms. Featherland has 600,000 egg-laying hens and a feed mill and other facilities near Marion, Texas, outside of San Antonio. No price was given in the announcement, but that is great news. Cal, Maine has 42 egg-producing facilities in 15 states 
mostly in the south and in Texas. So I didn't realize the nation's largest egg producer was based in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, we go from one extreme of the business world to maybe the other extreme. Last week, a Mississippi Aerospace company is going to share a contract worth up to $25 billion to provide parts for military vehicles over the next 10 years. Madison, Mississippi-based Vertex overhauls and distributes parts for military aircraft and ground vehicles. And this is a company that has more than 1,000 employees in the state of Mississippi. Worldwide, Vertex has 4,200 workers with a yearly revenue of $1.42 billion. And they're an aerospace firm getting a share of the $25 billion contract. Good news for this. The U.S. Army Contracting Command at Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville announced the contract with Vertex Aerospace and six other companies on Thursday of last week. So other southern companies perhaps benefiting from this nearly $26 billion contract going out. All right, I found a story while goofing off over the weekend about a Montgomery-based Alabama, a Montgomery, Alabama-based company. It's a local company, but they've been in business since 1908. The company is Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air, based in the capital city of the Yellowhammer State, and they've been in business since 1908. I love their website. It's calldixie.com. And they, they've been in business 110 years. I would say arguably before there was electrical work to do back in 1908 when they started. But there was definitely plumbing. I don't know about air conditioning in 1908, but they've evolved through the years. They do a great job. they got locations in Montgomery and in Auburn, Alabama. And the president of that company, Noble Yelverton, was on a local television show on WSFA Television, Channel 12 in Montgomery. That's the NBC affiliate in the state capital of Alabama. And they have a feature on WSFA called Central Alabama Business Break. And Yelverton was on there the other day talking about his company and what they're doing. It's October. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The NFL has the program out for all forms of cancer, uh, the fight there. The What is it called? Crucial Catch, I think is what it's called. And they have the uniforms and such with the logos in the end zone right now. I love I love this awareness of cancer in all forms of cancer. But Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air in Montgomery, they're going the extra mile, in my opinion, on breast cancer. And Yelverson was just on this feature on WSFA the other day. I thought I'd let, it, let you hear what they're doing as a feel-good story here in our Yall Street Business Report. Now, I know that you guys are celebrating a 110th anniversary here in the community. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And you also have been doing a lot of community service throughout those years with October being no different. Talk to me about what the campaign is about this month with your fundraising event. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're, it, it is all about giving back to the community. And this year we're, we're doing Catch Me in Pink again that'll, that'll run this October. Uh, and it's all about raising awareness and funds for the Joy to Life Foundation, which is a great local charity here. It certainly is. So tell me a little bit about how Catch Me in Pink works. Okay, well, and during the month of October, all our teammates will be wearing pink. And so if you see one of 
one of our people in the field, just please stop them, take a picture with them, and uh, we'll post that on Facebook for you. And um, then we'll donate $5 to the Georgia Life Foundation. And we, we, we may be in your home, uh, or you may just see us out in the community stop us. We're trying to have fun with us and, and, and raise some money. That is like a fun way. It's sort of like a little scavenger hunt looking for you guys. That's right. awesome. <laughs> you were sharing with me that there's some fun prizes. How does that work? There are. So there, every week we'll be giving away a $25 gift certificate. And then uh, we're also giving away a Vera Bradley bag. Oh, wow. uh, and then the grand prize is a week in the Caribbean. So, uh, and there's no uh, purchase necessary. Noble Yelverton talking with the host of WSFA Channel 12 in Montgomery's Central Alabama Business Break and Yelverton president of Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air in Montgomery. GoDixie.com is the website. And again, this 110-year-old company out doing great things for breast cancer awareness and having their employees wear their pink shirts. No matter if they're a big, big, you know, guy who wears camouflage normally in the month of October. He's wearing his pink camo <laughs> going across central Alabama servicing homes and businesses at Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. And that's a great local business, great feel-good story. And perhaps you have a business in the South that you want to maybe do something a little bit different. Well, maybe take a page from Dixie and, and go out and perhaps get behind a, a very noble cause like breast cancer awareness or some other form of prostate cancer awareness also something that needs attention. I love the NFL. Again, their thing that they've got going on right now, crucial catch in the month of October. But all of our illnesses that we all need more money for, for research and such, it's all a good thing. And again, our hats off to Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air in Montgomery, Alabama, in our Y'all Street Business Report today. When we come back in hour two, we're going to talk about Auburn, Alabama, which is where Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air has a location. The Tigers of Auburn, what is going on on the Plains? They just lost this past weekend to lowly Tennessee. The Tennessee Vols got their first conference win in two years. And we'll talk about that and what else is going on in the SEC. The George Bulldogs went down. We'll talk about Major League Baseball. And if we've got time, we'll throw in a little NFL talk too as well. This is the Y'all Show. Hour two is coming up. Plus, we got... Jerry Short coming up in hour two. You don't want to miss the teller of tales from Cockabola. All of that is headed your way next. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
Moving expenses? There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. We are back on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent if you want to reach out to us. Our number is 803-816-1170, We'd love to hear from all y'all. All right, let's uh, bring on Jerry Short in just a few minutes. Before we get to Short, we got to get up and going with college football rewind and other sports transactions from the weekend. And we have the latest AP poll in our hand. No surprise, Alabama's number one. But what is surprising is the Crimson Tide has all, for the first time, all 61 of the number one votes in the Associated Press. They are unanimous, number one. Alabama, big win for them over Tennessee. The third Saturday of October went the way of the Crimson Tide. The cigars were lit up across Bama land, and the Tide now 8-0 and in college football. Clemson Tigers are now number two. They moved up one spot, all because, as we told you in hour one, Ohio State lost to Purdue. They lost by like 29 points. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. I know we've got a lot of Ohio State fans in the South. I don't know of any native Southerner who is an Alabama. Uh, who's an Alabama. That certainly would be historic there. Who's an Ohio State fan? I don't know why anybody from the South would be an Ohio State fan or a Michigan fan or any of those other Yankee schools. I could see where if you were up North, you'd want to be an Alabama fan or even a Tennessee fan or a Kentucky fan or whoever. But yeah, Ohio State blew it to a team in Purdue that I don't even think had a winning record. This is a team in Purdue that was 0-3 when the season began. They lost at home to Missouri and they lost to other games earlier this year. They lost to Northwestern to start the season. 
at home. But Purdue pulled off the big upset. Clemson moves up to number two. Notre Dame is at three. And the LSU Bayou Bengals are number four in the latest poll. I thought LSU might jump to number three, but no, nah, they're four. Michigan is number five. Texas is six. Georgia is seven. Georgia had the week off, but they'll be back up and going this week with the world largest outdoor outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville. OU is at eight, and the Gators moved up two spots to number nine in the latest poll. How about the UCF Knights? They are number 10 in the latest AP poll at seven and O. Oh. And if my count is correct here, there's only five teams that are still unblemished. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and your two AAC middle of Florida schools, UCF and USF. The Bulls are also undefeated. They are number 21 in the poll, although they should have absolutely been defeated by Tulsa the other day. But that's another story. Coming in at number 11 is that Ohio State Yankee Bunch. They dropped nine spots after that embarrassing loss. Kentucky moves up two to number 12. WVU is 13th. Washington State, big win for them over Oregon this weekend. They moved up 11 spots. Golly. The Cougs, wow. Wazoo. Number 14. Washington's at 15, followed by the SEC West Texas A&M Aggies at 16. Penn State, 17. Iowa, 18. Oregon, 19. Wisconsin is at 20. The Bulls of USF, 21, as we said. NC State, man, I really thought they could pull off a shocker in Death Valley, but they didn't. Wolfpack dropped six spots down to number 22 in the latest AP poll. Utah's 23, Stanford 24, and the Appalachian State Mountaineers at 5-1 and one cracked the top 25. I'm impressed that they're in the top 25, and they are 5-1, and one, but the Nears are not doing that great against teams that are from the Power 5. They lost to Penn State in a heartbreaker in Week 1, but their only wins have been against uh, UNC Charlotte, they beat, let's see, Gardner-Webb, which is an FCS school. They beat South Alabama at Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette. I should say that was the most recent game they had against the Raging Cajuns. But they had a game scheduled against Southern Miss that got postponed due to the hurricane. And I guess there's just not enough teams to go around to make the top 25. And so a Sunbelt team like App State gets in. But kudos to the folks in Boone for being in the top 25 Perhaps for the first time ever. Although I do think they got ranked when they beat Michigan as an FCS team. Remember App State won the national championship on the FCS side for like two or three years in a row. And I think they did crack the top 25, which was an amazing feat for an FCS program to get in the top 25. If they didn't get in the top 25, they certainly got votes. Now to news, unfortunately, from off the field. Wide receiver Cavante Turpin was arrested Sunday on a charge of assault with a bodily injury, according to Fort Worth jail records, and he is a wide receiver for the TCU Horn Frogs. Spokeswoman Holly Ailman said TCU is aware that one of its students was recently arrested for a reported domestic situation. The university takes these types of reports very seriously and is continuing to gather information to determine the next step. Okay, Turpin is a senior. He's one of the top returners on a TCU Horned Frog team that is struggling this year. He leads the country averaging almost 20 yards per punt return and has a touchdown. He had a 99-yard kickoff return against Oklahoma this past weekend. He also has three receiving touchdowns, including one against the Sooners. But 
this TCU wide receiver, Turpin, arrested for assault with bodily injury, according to Tarrant County Jail Records. Good news in Austin, as quarterback Sam Ellinger is set to play this weekend. Coach Tom Herman said today that he, that Ellinger is on schedule to return this weekend from a first-degree sprain to his throwing shoulder, which he hurt in the October 13th game against Baylor. He threw the ball 20 times Sunday, according to Tom Herman, and his progress is great, according to the coach. Texas travels to Oklahoma State for a game against the Pokes on Saturday, and the Horns are ranked number six in the country right now. Patrick Mahomes, former Texas Tech quarterback, is in his first year in the NFL, and my goodness, is he off to a great start. He has topped Kurt Warner with 22 passes in his first eight career games. He had four touchdown passes in the game Sunday night against the Cincinnati Bengals. So an impressive start as the, as the Chiefs got a 45-10 win over Cincy at Arrowhead Stadium. And what a great achievement by this fellow who grew up in the Dallas suburbs. Now looking at scores from around the NFL from Sunday, cheerio old chap. You had the L.A. Chargers defeating the Tennessee Titans at Wembley Stadium in London early on Sunday morning, at least here in the States. 20-19, to the Chargers pulled that win out after Tennessee decided to go for two for the win at the end and did not get it. And the Chargers improved to 5-2 and two with the win over the Titans. The Patriots got the win against the Bears, 38-31. The Colts all over the Bills, 37-5. Detroit topped the Miami Dolphins, 32-21. The Minnesota Vikings went on the road and got a big win in New New York, beating the Jets 37-17. Big comeback for Cam Newton and the Panthers as they defeated the defending Super Bowl champ Philadelphia Eagles in Philly 21-17. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicker Cantanzaro made history as he hit a 59-yard game-winning field goal in overtime, the longest field goal in overtime for a win in NFL history. And the Tampa Bay Bucks defeated the lowly Cleveland Browns 26-23 in OT. The Houston Texans went on the road and won in Jacksonville 20-7. New Orleans continues to impress. Drew Brees and company 5-1 now after defeating the Baltimore Ravens on the road 24-23. The Rams are still perfect. They're 7-0. They defeated San Fran 39-10. And the Redskins, thanks to a field goal attempt that went off the upright at the end, survived against the Dallas Cowboys 20-17, to and that sends Dallas to a 3-4 and mark on the season. Tonight in NFL action, the Atlanta Falcons host the New York football giants at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Now on to baseball, and you've got the start of the World Series going down tomorrow. The first pitch is going to be 8.09 Eastern, 7.09 Central on Fox between the Boston Red Sox and the L.A. Dodgers and going to be a great matchup. Of course, L.A. fell last year in the World Series to the Houston Astros, and the Boston Red Sox had just a remarkable season in 2018. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it might have been the most historic season for Boston fans in terms of wins. I mean, they pushed nearly 110 wins in the regular season, and that has to be, if not tops, one of the best seasons Boston as a franchise has ever had. So baseball fans, the the classic, the fall classic is going on right now between the Dodgers and the Red Sox. And, you know, these are two of your biggest cities in the country. So there's going to be a lot of interest in this matchup between the Blue Crew and the Boston Red Sox 
going on starting at Fenway tomorrow night. And we'll have all the details as we go along. The second game is set for Wednesday in Boston before they travel out to a Friday first game of Game 3 in Shea Ravine, home of the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles. <laughs> all right, when we come back on y'all, we're going to have Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, stop by with his usual dose of Dixie wisdom. That's ahead on the Y'all Show with John Rawls. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. (sighs) There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Doug is super cool, ampersand, underscore, exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. Welcome back to the Monday edition as we continue on in hour two. And we bring on the teller of tales from Takapola Way, Jerry Short and Short Stories. Hello there, Mr. Short. Well, John, what are you doing today on this beautiful day? Well, I have been sitting here on the edge of my seat waiting to talk to you. Golly, I didn't got a lot to talk about. I don't know about stories, but the only thing on my mind today is not, I don't know if it's a story or just what's in kind of in the news. Is that uh, really caravan that's coming through Mexico? Oh, yeah, the caravan that's trying to come yeah. through Mexico, I guess. Well, they they slip through and they'll come through, and 
we don't withdraw all the funds that we give for everybody, but uh, it kind of helps a little bit, I think. I think some have turned and went back to Honduras or somewhere. But, um, you know, um, I, I think I've mentioned it one time before, working on the border and all down through there. Yeah. And that, not not with time, Mexico and Guatemala. You're talking about the Mexican-U.S. border. Yeah, all the way from Tijuana to uh, Brownsville, you know. It's just... Uh, and I've probably been everywhere down through there from Juarez to El Paso to um, uh, where, what all those places, Baja, California, and all that stuff, Nogales, Arizona, and, and you name it. And I've been to those borders, you know. And and uh, I just, uh, and all I was in Texas from El Paso, which Juarez across the river, and uh, and Laredo, obviously, a lot in Laredo, more than any. But <clears throat> we've got to do something about that. It was bad 25 years ago. We were just letting them come in. 25 years ago, I I made it, I got embarrassed one time going to a border patrol station to tell them that they were coming across the river from Juarez into El Paso, and they looked at me like I was crazy. It had a hole cutting the fence down off of the bridge where you went into Warriors. And they were pulling them across the Rio Grande, real shallow right there. It's pulling across old big mamas in uh, blown up inner tubes and stuff. And then they'd get out and run into town at El Paso. And I went, I said, I, I got to stop this. <laughs> I mean, it's like 25, 30 years ago. And I went down to the uh, Border Patrol station, which was down the street from that bridge. And, went in and said, do you know they're coming across the border? And they looked at me like, just get out of here, you know? And so I guess it had been an open-door policy back in the 80s, but uh, in 90s, I guess it was the 90s or something like that. But it's not, it shouldn't be an open-door policy today because they're costing us a fortune. And I don't call that a caravan. I call that an invasion. And, uh, you know, when your country gets invaded, you stop it and like our president on the right track to try to stop it. And, you know, they're coming into some real rough terrain when they get across the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what I'm mostly familiar with, I guess, is is that area around Laredo and Navarro, Laredo across the lane. It's three bridges there, as best I remember. And it, you can cross. They can stop three bridges if they put a wall up everywhere else on the Rio Grande there at Laredo. And... You know, Laredo is a town of probably 95% Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when they're coming in there, you know, they can just disappear in the, in the crowd, so to speak. So it's, it's no, and once they get across the uh, border there, they just blend right in. So, you know, what do you do? You got to, you got to put a, you got to put a wall or a fence or something. I've always said the easiest thing to do and the, cheapest thing to do was get the military and get the combat engineers uh, with their uh, uh, dozers and road graders and road makers and everything that they use, dirt pans, and go ahead and put a road right there on the border inland on us, of course, and where we won't have to contend with that kind of political mess and patrol it with uh, National Guard troops that uh, instead of going off to some camp and wasting a summer camp, rotate them in and out for their camps, you know, all across the country, you know, have 
an MP bunch up at uh, Montana go down there and patrol for three weeks or have anybody do it, you know, any kind of unit do it. Have artillery unit do it from uh, Alabama could go do it. So it, it's uh, it wouldn't be hard at all to keep a rat patrol with a 50 cal on top of a Humvee patrolling that thing day and night with floodlights and things. But you know they they don't like like they don't look like they won't even consider that. So when they come in, when I stayed uh, there, I stayed in. Uh, I worked down there a pretty good while up north of Laredo, and uh, I stayed in um, uh, the county was uh, uh, it was on the Nuisance River, which at one time was the Mississippi Board. I uh, Mississippi, excuse me. I uh, got some. Must have Mississippi State on my mind or something, but. Um, it was the uh, border between the United States and Mexico, the Nusas River, before they moved it on down to the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. And all bet- all it is is Webb County there. And Webb County is, uh, oh, man, they've got uh, hogs and those wild Russian black boars and lizards and snakes and tarantulas and scorpions, which I got bit pretty good and stung by a scorpion, you know. They got venomous stingers on the back and they kind of curve up, probably a scorpion about a third of an inch long or something, you know. And that tail curves up and they'll sting you. But they usually just sting you. My my leg really swelled up bad and I didn't do anything for it, but um, it crawled up in my sleeping bag. Mm. But um, anyway, uh, you know, those things are all out there and you bed down and I rented a Mexican ranch from some Mexicans and stayed in an old house and scorpions would be all in the house. They crawl through everything, you know, when it gets really hot. And it gets really hot down there, 100 degrees in the summer all the time. But you get to, you get those um, uh, coyotes that lead them across the border once they get up that far if, if you block them somewhere. And they come across and They've come on through and have a trail, and they had a trail through this farm that I, at least, if they came in, across the Nooses River. That time of year, the Nooses River was dry as a, a pancake. I mean, it was it was pedal. I mean, it didn't have a, any water in it at all. So they could go right on through that. And if you saw buzzards flying, you didn't look for a dead cow or a dead horse. You knew it was a dead person. And... So, I mean, all that needs to be stopped for more reasons than one, plus we're spending a fortune on it. But as I think about that caravan coming up through, or I call invasion coming in, you know, it's something that's got to be done to head that off. And we've got to pull those funds from those countries, I think. Well, and, you, know, you know, we just signed this, what's called the USMCA now, the old NAFTA. And don't you think that was some of the reasoning behind Mexico actually, it appears to be trying to do something to stop this uh, caravan from coming into that country? Well, yeah, they did at the gate down there. I don't watch much television, but I did see where. Obviously, they have a, a wall on their southern end, right? Yeah. And uh, they had to, uh, they pushed through on them. They didn't have enough uh, uh, enforcement there to stop them. I mean, you know, they, they pushed the gate down. It was, you know, it was a high gate. It wasn't much to it, you know, wire so. They did. They did make an attempt, and I think a lot of this. They've got a new president now that may come around a little bit, you know. Hopefully, in Mexico, and uh, you know the other ones. 
you know, that, we, we're going to give him money anyway, but if he, he shuts that money off, you know, I think that'll help too. And uh, I, heard he, I heard President Trump the other day something about, you know, the treaty was great and he loved the treaty, but it wasn't worth us dang taking on any more illegal aliens. Right. And, you know, so I think I think we're in for a pretty doggone good uh, good. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he does deploy troops to the border uh, if we can't stop them before they get to the border. And you know what that's all about? That's all that midterm election stuff. They're trying to get them there before midterm election. And um, if they can. Would it, would it surprise you if the Democratic Party wasn't behind this caravan? Oh, I think they are. Okay. I mean, you know, I, you know, well, you know that that county that I was talking about when I lived down in uh, Catula, Texas, in LaSalle Parish, uh, county rather. It uh, it's got some of the richest people in the doggone world, and I'm sure they're Democrats. It's uh, you know that that county, uh, the richest guy in the world, Jeff Bayes. Uh, he's got like twenty five thousand acre ranch down there. And his cousin, George Strait's got like an 8,000-acre ranch in that county. And that's not that big of a county. And, uh, you, you know, the hazards that are there, but what are they doing to prevent this? You know, what's, what's Jeff, uh, is it Beso? Yeah, of Amazon, the founder yeah. of Amazon. Yeah, he founded Amazon, and he's, his family was from down there. And, you know, that, that county was founded by a European, but it's 90 percent Hispanic now also and you know I don't know what uh, nationality uh, Jeff is or George Strait I know he's American uh, he looks like a European you know what I've seen him but uh, you know I don't know what they're 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 related some kind of way I think they're cousins is that what yeah. they country music and, superstar uh, George Strait and Jeff Bezos of Amazon yeah. fame are I think around second cousins but yeah, you know neither, it's natural for people of Mexican origin to live in that area, but they, they've just been inundated there and the rest of the country. And look, you and I have talked before, there is a problem here, and we Americans are partly to blame for this. We have lots of people in this country that won't simply do the hard work out there. And without yeah, people crossing right. the border in the last 30 years, the hard jobs of farm work, building construction, cutting grass, they just would not have been done. So we, no, we, 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 you're right. You're right. We need a fine balance between. And it's spread across the country. Yeah. You know, it's not just out there now. No. It's yeah. spread all the way to the East Coast. Right. And you look, know? we we got to have them. We have to have a certain amount of people who are not legal come to this country. But there's there's got to be the way, and that's that's the fine line here, a balance between well, it's, giving them it's, what they want, which is they they're not coming to this country for the most part to become citizens. They're coming up here to make money. Well, I think that last batch they came out, they caught out there had four or five Chinese in it, and mm -hmm. you know, two or three other types. So, what they can slip in those groups is what's dangerous, also. Yeah. And they can slip those gang members, and they slip drugs in. Yeah. You know, they don't. Uh, you know, when they come in like that in droves, they can't. They can't. So we don't have the facilities or the personnel to monitor them, and. You know they they can't uh, they can't check them out like they should. So you know it's just a really bad situation. Uh, years ago in California, where it, I guess where it really started, 
you know, they, they could get a visa to come across a work visa and, and stay three months, six months or whatever. But they would monitor them and they'd go back after they got through with the crops or whatever they were doing. Then they started going to Florida and picking uh, oranges and things. Then they just spread around the country. And once you get around the country as big as the United States is, it's hard to get a handle on them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, uh, you know, unless as we put half the people that aren't working that are sitting on the porch to work checking them, we'll never put a, get a handle on them. But it, um, it's got to be a wall. It's got to be something that can be stopped. You know, we could just put troops inland in those counties and that uh, hazardous country that they have to come through. They've got to go through trails. They've got to be, you know, they don't know their way. You could apprehend them in droves, you know. And yeah. so I, I feel like they could put some kind of um, prison there that would hold them. And a prison's not necessarily a bad thing the way they do it today. Yeah. You got TV and three meals a day. Well, I, I've seen on CBS N, that's a streaming network, they have a wonderful 30 minute show about uh, folks trying to get to America. But they're not coming from Mexico. They're coming from way down South Af- South America. In fact, one guy is from Iran, and he es- oh, yeah. he escaped Iran and came into Ecuador, I think. But he is a Christian, and that's why he had to escape Iran. He became a Christian and married a Christian woman, and his wife lives in America somewhere. Well, he couldn't come to America direct from Iran, so he was trying to come through south america and up through central america so what happens is there's this awful terrain called the brunner pass and i think it's on the border of let's see panama and perhaps colombia and it's about a three-day voyage where they have to go in the jungle and there's jaguars there there's all kind of waterfalls i mean it's it's rough 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 and, you know any of these people trying to come to america to make it better for their life yeah you have compassion for them but golly, it's dangerous. It's dangerous in America. It's dangerous throughout Mexico. And there's got to be a better, easier, safer way. And I think the best thing we can do as a country is let's go try to solve some of these problems in these countries that, that these people are coming from. Well, we're sending them money for that purpose now, but we're not monitoring. Okay. And you know how that you know, The only country in Central, every country in Central America gets money from us. Oh, do they? Okay. And, yeah, even even of uh, well, El Salvador, I think they get about three hundred million or something like that, or uh, Honduras and blah 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 blah. So you go on through and you go, you know, Costa Rica, who is the promised land almost. Uh, I feel like, and they still get about eighteen million from us. I don't know why we have to give them eighteen million, but we give all these countries money every. If you put a pencil on the total figure to help their indigenous personnel people that they have living in these countries, they're not doing it. It's like, it's like when Haiti has a problem and we put food on the dock, it rots or something. Yeah. You know? And uh, we've got to dang be able to, if they're going to take our money, they better let us come in and, and see what's going on and where it's going is what I think. Here, here, Jerry Short. A teller of tales from Takapola, and we'll keep our eye on the so-called caravan and how many of these people get through. The invasion, yes, right. We'll put put Jerry down on the border. You think Takapola will survive if you have to go down to 
Tampas uh, or whatever. <laughs> well, there's a lot of places in Taco Bell that remind you of a border crossing. So, yeah, yeah I think you can show that. All right. Jerry, we'll go to a break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking to the teller of tales from Taco Polo and see what is up his sleeve, his short sleeve. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We'll be right back. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com this here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college. Pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Average Joe, average pay, the same old in the 
same old day But there's nothing wrong with a hard hat and a hammer Kind of glue that sticks this world together Hands of steel and cradle of the promised land God bless the working man Winding down on this Monday edition of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Our website is y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. Log on now and see the archives of this show, as well as how to connect to us. Plus, you'll see some really cool stuff on there, like the official Y'all baseball cap. You can order and be the envy of all, y'all. It's y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. John Rawl here with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola. And we're just solving all the world's problems here on today's show. We've already talked about the caravan headed north to the U.S. border. Now, Jerry, what else is up that short sleeve of yours? Well, I, you know, I was looking at some some old family photos from the 40s and the 50s and back further than that. And I noticed that uh, all the men were wearing hats. Ah, fedoras. Have you ever probably. seen me wear a hat? Have you ever seen no. me wear a hat? No, it's amazing how I found recently on TV a video shot in New York City around 1915, and it was right in the early days of film. Every single person was wearing a hat on the streets of New York, and in 1915, I think there were more people on the streets of New York than there are today. They were everybody. I mean, it was just flooded with people, and both men and women had hats on. It was amazing. I didn't see one person without a hat on, including kids. Well, when's the last time you went in a restaurant that there was a hat rack at the door when you walked in? Well, that's true. That was like it when I was a kid. You know, it was hat rack. Hat racks were kind of like cigarette ashtrays. They were a good Christmas gift. Huh? And, and you'd make hat racks even sometime in uh shop. Maybe oh, really? School, you know, yeah. Make hat racks and gun racks. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, uh, you know, you look in an old old photo of uh, – of, uh, a football game, say. And if you're in the background, you'll see every everybody in the stands has got a suit and tie and a hat on just about. And, you know, that's, that's that hadn't been that long ago. You look at the old movies and they all wear it. But you don't just stop with men now. It went to women. Yeah. You know, you, you know that, that Easter parade hat that uh, women would shoot for? They would wear those hats year-round to church on Sunday when I was a boy. Of course, I'm dating myself way back, but uh, not that way back, really. Hey, you know, it's okay in today's world. You know, men can date women. Men can date men. I guess it's okay for men to date themselves like you just said you were doing. Yeah, I guess guess it was maybe men a little bit different from that. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll go with that since he's. Since you brought, since you put it that way, but um, you know, thinking about those hats, I can remember. You know, my granddaddy. Uh, I always thought he wore a hat because he was he got bald real young. One of my my mother's daddy. Yeah. He got he got bald headed. My grandma could hardly remember him having hair. I think he was in his early twenties. So he wore a hat all the time. I mean, you'd think he slept in it, but uh, it wasn't that. It was because it was the style mm-hmm. and. Everybody had a hat, and he'd come in the house, and you can see them now taking their hat off, putting their hand right up on the top of the hat, and it'd be a lot of them were similar style, but they were, you know, they were different style. And then, all, of course, all the old westerns had uh, cowboy hats, so you just thought 
Gosh, they wear cowboy hats because they're cowboys. But they wore they wore hats for the protection of the sun and other things like that. But they wore hats. You couldn't. You're not gonna catch a John Wayne without a hat on, are you? And uh, that all started uh, with the Elvis generation. Yeah, I was gonna here. say, I I don't ever remember seeing Elvis wear a hat except I guess one of those movies he had on like a a Greek fishing hat or something like that. Well, yeah, he did that. Of course, he did that. Um, uh, Motorcycle. Charo, type. Charo, where he played a cowboy. Okay. He he wore a hat in a cowboy hat, but he was a gun. You know, he was like a gunman in that. He was like a John Wayne in it and didn't sing in it, so it really didn't fit him. But he, he looked pretty good in a doggone hat. And when I saw him in person in uh, Horn Lake, Mississippi, and talked to him at the gas pump, he had a hat on, that, that cowboy hat. But wow. he was out riding his horses. And, uh, you know, but in a movie or in anything like that, people just did not wear hats. You know, you don't see, you don't see, uh, I don't know if you see Clark Gable with a hat on or anything. Military, I remember when I got like a green beret, when I got my green beret, I thought that's the greatest thing in the world. Boy, I put that thing on and I'd fit it and I'd set it. And I got where I wanted to just jerk it and pull it off because I, I just don't don't like something on my head. I don't want glasses on. I don't want a hat on. I don't want anything like that on my head. And I don't know if other people became that way too, conscious of it. But um, sailor hats, you know, people used to buy sailor hats and wear sailor hats like Popeye or somebody, you know. And it was really, really interesting to think back. And I got to thinking back about all the different type hats. And people would wear hats for, uh, you dress up and they'd wear hats for Halloween, you know, just anything like that. You had to have a hat. And so times change and we've moved on and I guess we've moved. I know the hat makers are really down now because they've lost a big business, but at one time they had it going their way and yeah. and the women's styles, they, they would follow whatever Hollywood did. That's always, what's the old saying? It starts in Hollywood, California. It makes its way across the country pretty quick. And it hats, I think did that also. So, um, Anything else about hats? I'd yeah, well, I, I was going to tell you that you know now in today's world, people wear hats, but it's baseball hats, and they wear it indoors and outdoors. They wear it when they eat meals or not. I have a wonderful eight-year-old son, and to his credit, every time we go out to eat and we go sit down at a table without me asking, he takes his hat off when we sit down to eat. I think that's pretty cool. Well, I was fixing to say that is a real pet peeve of mine for somebody to wear a hat indoors or in a restaurant, or eating. Mm-hmm. I've got um, two grandsons, and uh, one of them would wear his hat. And let me let me let me correct you before you get in trouble. You've got three grandsons. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking. I was thinking about on one side with the brothers, but um, you know, one, both of them may have had. But I've I've told them a few times at the table, get the hat off. You know, you're not going to be here with a hat on. And, and nothing drives me worse than a catcher. If I wanted to uh, date myself a hind catcher, turning that bib around to the backside and wearing a hat like that. You know? but this, they're not a catcher. They're out in public, right. not on a baseball that's diamond. Right. I know it. So that, that really bugs me. But children that uh, 
children will start out thinking it's cool and they'll they put so many different logos on them you know and if you follow university of tennessee you want an orange hat with a big t on it maybe not today after yesterday mm-hmm. but if you follow alabama or you want a big a on it or whoever you follow and you want that you want that logo you think you're representing them i guess but and i don't necessarily really uh think they really enjoy wearing that hat as much as they act like they do maybe keep you from having to comb your hair and we need to go back to really short hair <laughs> or i yeah. saw someone post something the other day it was some kind of a uh, little card from the 1950s and it was something i guess they gave out at barbershops and there must have been 20 different little diagrams of hairstyles and i guess you could go in there and point to the barber and say i want this one right here so like the pompadour yeah. pompadour would, would have been a choices you remember some yeah. of those choices oh yeah i remember that you know you're talking about in a barber shop mm-hmm. yeah and uh you'd go in and of course they had the tonic everywhere and then they had this everywhere and they had the powder everywhere and they had the brushes everywhere and, and then you say i want to of course i'd always get in a crew cut or a flat top well those are those pretty common there are some that i've never heard of the particular style haircut back in those days oh yeah you could get uh sideburns longer or pompadour on top or the bangs in the front or and there was one called a caesar like julius caesar when that movie was popular mm-hmm. people wanted to have that kind of hair where it would come right across the, above your eyes and cut across and and people would even they would bleach their hair so it would look like that and you know people just people are um they're a creature of followers i sometimes i think you know and they'll follow whatever they see and it really it shouldn't be that way i think people my mother always tried to drill in my head i don't know if it's a good thing or not but be an individual or try to be a leader don't be a follower and uh that uh i think that's worth uh bringing up on the hat issue yeah well i have to say speaking of folks who wore hats my grandfather harvey rawl he was daddy-o to me i loved him dearly as most everybody listening here loved their grandparents well when he passed away in 1985 i was a youngster and it was my recommendation at the uh, funeral home i guess for them to include a fedora in his casket so he was buried he was buried holding his hat in his hand and it was a really nice one too because people in those days the men, they had really nice straw hats. They had really nice felt oh, fedoras. Yeah. And then, I guess, work-type hats. But you never saw him without a fedora on. Well, some straw hats had that uh, visor in the middle of the bill, yeah. you know? Yeah, And, uh, of course, think about uh, Bear Bryant and his houndstooth yeah. deal. I wonder if he was and, buried with a houndstooth. Uh, he should have been yeah. because that was definitely his trademark. And you could see him coming in. I know he recruited a kid from a, a Carruth kid that was a real good ball player, played pro ball, running back from Parkland Academy down at uh, Macomb, Mississippi. And I was in their in their gym and in their uh, in, in their trophy case. They've got one of Bear Bryant's. He he came down and signed him, you know, there on the spot. That was Paul Ike Carruth's son and uh, a singer, ex singer, entertainer, or whatever he did. And uh, they've got uh, Air Bryant's hat in the trophy case that he left them. And then that goes a long ways, that hat, when you, when you were recruiting for Alabama. 
Yeah. You know, if so, but now everything goes good for Alabama, I think. I don't think it has to be a hat. I think it just put the now Alabama doesn't guy. want hats; they want crowns because they are certainly the, the king. You got that of college football, that. and I don't see that changing here in 2018. I don't see it as long as they've got the coach they've got now, and uh, as long as they've got half of the fans they've got now, and it's not going to change. I don't think they're going to always be in the top two or three. I think I just can't see it. It's that's in my lifetime, maybe not yours. So what you're saying is uh, hats off to Alabama. I uh, definitely or hats <laughs> hats off or hats on both. <laughs> and so salute. All right. Salute Alabama and the hat. Bear Bryant. Please. Jerry Short, as always, we appreciate you bringing the hat heat here today to the Y'all Show. And we look forward to talking with you again next week. Sounds good, John. Maybe we'll come up with a, some funny next week. Well, this was pretty it's fun. Time. I had a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, that will conclude our show for today. Thank you for joining us on Tuesday's Y'all. We'll have, of course, our food feature and much, much more Sports Lanyap 2. All that tomorrow on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. (sighs) There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I can't believe it. That we're playing 4-4 basketball with a barbershop quartet? Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. 
Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.